Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Well, hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals. I say that with the utmost respect. Today, we're talking about getting started as a ServiceNow developer. And who better to tell us about getting started than our very own ServiceNow developer advocate, Brad Tilton. Welcome to the first Breakpoint, Brad. Thanks for having me on, Chuck. I'm excited about our topic today. And I'm excited to kick this thing off with a big bang and uh, no pressure on you. We'll 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 see if this is successful. We'll do more and we'll have you back more. <laughs> we'll talk about right. lots of other stuff because you are a wealth of information. You've been around the ServiceNow ecosphere for a while. So tell the listener a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, I started my career on the uh, on the service desk, help desk doing, you know, phone, desktop, uh, you name it, I did some sort of support for it uh, for a year, few years, ran cabling, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, and in 2008, I was working for an energy company uh, who had selected ServiceNow to be their next uh, ITSM tool. And uh, I volunteered at the, at the chance to do some administration for that. And uh, you know, within a couple of months, that's what I was doing full time. Uh, which which is not a unique story uh, <laughs> to how somebody got into ServiceNow. Um, but uh, yeah, I did admin development work for a few years. Uh, and then in 2011, I uh, hopped over to the partner side of things and did uh, consulting. Uh, and I did a lot of uh, training, uh, which is something that uh, I still really enjoy uh, when I get to do it, uh, not, not as much formally anymore. Uh, but really, my my focus was always uh, kind of custom UI, custom apps, uh, portal. Uh, I did a, a ton of portals while I was doing that. Uh, and then in 2016, I joined uh, ServiceNow uh, to work with uh, store partners. Uh, so I did some advising and technical enablement for store partners, uh, putting apps on the store, uh, and then did some general platform for a while. And now I uh, I am a developer advocate, which really takes... Uh, a lot of what I like doing, uh, which is enabling developers, whether that's a no-code developer to a pro-code developer, uh, and then also engaging with doing lots of meetups and and demos and presentations and those sorts of things. Uh, so it's been a it's been kind of a wild ride, and uh, it's uh, you know it's still still having a lot of fun with it. We've crossed paths a number of times on our tours, didn't we? We have. <laughs> the uh, it, so it's it's fun to be working side by side with you right now. Uh, aside from work, what do you do for fun? What, who is Brad, the the ServiceNow guy, when he's not at ServiceNow? Sure. So I've got uh, I've got four kids. Uh, so that. Uh, tends to keep me busy when I'm not working. Uh, lots of activities and, and all sorts of things. Although that uh, you know ha- has obviously slowed down lately. We're uh, at home a lot more. Um, but so I'm, I'm doing stuff with them a lot, uh, and uh, we also you know they have they have a lot of friends, and so uh, most of the time uh, we enjoy hosting people for meals and things. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's how I got into, uh, smoking meats for large groups of people, which is, uh, you know, something we're doing on the live code happy hour show, uh, past couple of weeks. Uh, and so a lot of, uh, a lot of just, uh, uh, hosting groups of people and, uh, you know, hanging out with the kids. And when I get a chance, uh, I do enjoy, 
uh, watching and, and playing sports, uh, although the, the playing days are, are numbered, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and uh, you know, board games, really doing anything uh, active, uh, I, I enjoy. Oh, enjoy the family time while it lasts, man. It, it, it's, <laughs> as, as the uh, parent of two grown children out on their own, I have the good fortune right now that one of them is in our guest house with her spouse. It's a it's a treat to see them again, but uh, yeah, take lots of pictures and videos, and you'll have some memory after they're grown and gone because it goes fast, <laughs> man. It's, it, it, uh, all right, not to dwell too much on that, but thank you for sharing that, by the way. Uh, let's go into the meat of our topic that we came here to. What does somebody need to do to learn to become a ServiceNow developer? And you know, this is this is including all the spectrum of no code, low code, pro code. Where would you recommend they start? Yeah, so it's a great question. It's it's both uh, I think easier and just as hard as it was twelve years ago when <laughs> I started out. You know, we have so many more resources than we used to, uh, but the platform is also so much bigger than it used to be. Uh, we've got lots of different apps and everything. Uh, so I think there's still just as much of a, of a learning curve. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, as far as getting started as a developer, um, you know, I think you get started with, with kind of the standard resources that are out there, uh, you know, on the developer site, developer.servicenow.com. Uh, you can get your own personal developer instance, mm-hmm. and then there are uh, a number of uh, training courses and learning plans on that site. Totally free. Uh, where you, totally <laughs> free. Uh, they're all updated with every release. Our training t- team actually spends a lot of time making sure that uh, once our new release hits, all of the training content on that site is updated, uh, and they do a really good job with it. You've got courses that have been around a while, and then we've got courses for new features, uh, like there is the Orlando source control uh, con- uh, features that we released. There's a training course for that already. Nice. Um, so lots of content on there. Uh, there's some, if you start with like the new to service now learning plan, it'll kind of walk you through what content you should do. Um, so that's a great spot. Um, Are there any prerequisites somebody should say, I want to be a ServiceNow developer? And they may be coming from, uh, you know, a Chinese history major background. <laughs> I'm making something up that's not technically related. But what would you suggest where they get started on that career path? Maybe they're out of work in their current position and looking to become more involved in the ServiceNow ecosystem. Where would be a good starting point? I, I guess I treated the first question with that assumption but let's let's back it up for the listener and say hey i'm at square zero to be a developer and start at zero where where would you begin yeah i would say uh if you are coming you know new to just software in general um you know i I usually will say something like you know ServiceNow is kind of a web development platform so uh, web development type skills uh, translate pretty well. So if you, you know, before you want to really get into ServiceNow, it's helpful if you know uh, a little bit of JavaScript. So, you know, there's different places where you can get exposure to JavaScript, whether that's Code Academy. Um, you've got that YouTube series uh, on, uh, on yep. JavaScript and ServiceNow. That's a great place to start. Um, and then just general web development um uh, topics are good, like relational databases, um, things like that are, are helpful. 
Um, and so, you know, I think like an intro to web development type course would probably probably be helpful uh, for you coming into service now. I don't think necessarily you need that, uh, but it's probably probably be helpful to have uh, some experience in, in some of that, or at least kind of look into it before you get into you know service now specific things. The the other one I would mention is you probably want to take the um, the system funda- fundamentals course as well to get that foundational uh, knowledge about how service now is put together and common admin tasks. And then you can start to build off of that and go, oh, I understand what a form is and how to do a form layout and view from an administrative standpoint. Now let's look at it from a developer standpoint. What are the tables involved? What are the what are the fields? How, do, how can I leverage a reference field and, and get into that? So it it sort of builds on itself to have those foundational skills. You you may or may not choose to take the the certified is it still certified sysadmin? I can't remember what it's called. Or foundation. I believe so. It's it's that it's that yeah certification that goes with that first course. Uh, you know, it looks good on the resume, of course. If you're getting into the industry, it gives you a leg up on, uh, you know, maybe some competition that may not have that asset. So yeah, then okay. So we've we've got our basics down. We've gone to the developer portal. We've done some of the the free learning plans. Anything else? Yeah, the uh, the now learning uh, system administrator co- course is a great point. That's free is one of the things that's free, self paced. Uh, you can get in there and uh, and do that. Uh, I would say besides going through content, so we've got content on now learning and on the developer site, uh, learning content that that people can go through. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, to have people do is. Uh, try to solve some sort of problem uh, in, a, in a personal developer instance. So, you know, bonus points if it's some sort of problem that, you know, is that exists at your company that you could then implement uh, mm-hmm. in your own or in your company's uh, ServiceNow instances. Uh, but, you know, if, if, you know, you're not working right now or your company doesn't have something like that, just any, you know, I... I I generally run into a couple of things a week. I feel like where you know I I think man I I could really you know <laughs> I could build something on ServiceNow and solve this issue, uh, whether it's you know I'm I'm going to the DMV or whatever it is. Uh, but take something uh, that's personal that you might be able to uh, to solve some problem and try to build it out. Uh, for example, we are going through a cooking management application in Live Code Happy Hour, uh, where we're managing, you know, cooking and recipes and long smoking sessions, uh, you know, take something like that, build it out. You know, when when we got in there and started creating tables and building things out, uh, and then you actually start using it, you think, man, it, it would be really nice if I could do X, um, or if I could just change this thing about the user experience. And so, uh, those little enhancements will cause you to do some research and figure out how you do something like that. And maybe you're learning, you know, you're learning about an integration or automation or UI uh, or anything like that. Um, but something that's uh, that's practical, like a practical problem to solve uh, and, you know, something that that's personal to you. Maybe you're an expert in it. Uh, so you would be the process owner, uh, for this application and then as well as the developer. So I think that's a, that's a great place to start. Um, that's a great point because you'll have that personal investment in 
building out that app and and you don't have to look very far to get ideas. You mentioned your cooking app. I've got one on the on the on the development site right now. Ideas will come to you if you know where to look for them. We were I was at a, a family meetup a couple of years ago and we were counting how many cars, minivans, trucks going by. And I said, well, that's a simple statistical thing, but I wish I had this as a mobile app so I could just tap and go, there goes another car. Or, you know, whether you wanted to do counters and then think of that in an industrial capacity going, you know, somebody maybe want to take inventory this way and go one, two, three boxes of this and one, two, three boxes of that. And suddenly you've got an easy counter app that you could adapt to a business and go, look, I made this. But as you said, you're getting that experience. You're challenging those skills. You'll think of ideas of, hey, you know, I wanted to automate this a little bit what's my options and what's the best option for this use case? And that's where you're going to get your experience because you're personally tied to that. If somebody at work gives you requirements, I don't know about you, but they usually tend to be a little dry. I don't have that same, I'll, I'll, I'll still attack it with vigor, but it's not, it's not that same. Oh, I want to work till 10 PM or 2 AM on this one requirement because it's my requirement. And you'll also find, you know, if you're making up the requirements and implementing them and testing them and going, good for me, they're usually not as stringent or as controlled as something in a corporate <laughs> environment. That that being said, you can get it done a lot faster if you're the only person making requirements because you know what you want. And and that's that right. part is a little relieving. That's that's part of the fun is really getting into that velocity and 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 seeing your your products evolve and emerge very quickly. So it, it's, it's, it's confidence builders, what it is. Yeah. And the other thing you get out of that is, you know, once you have built something, even if, you know, it may not be the most, uh, impressive or, you know, you may not think it's all that impressive. Uh, but especially if it's something that could translate and, and somebody else could use it, uh, that's something you can post to GitHub or share. And, you know, that's now part of your portfolio that, uh, that you can take, you know, especially if you're light on experience and really just trying to break in, uh, having, you know, some sort of app that you've created that you can point an employer to, even if it's not, you know, enterprise related, uh, at least as an employer, you know, they know this person can at least, you know, build an app and, and do something in service now. So, yeah. um, that's another, you know, good thing to do with something like that. You could have a portfolio. You mentioned share. Um, can you give a definition for those who might not be familiar? Yeah, so share is uh, it's share.servicenow.com on the developer site, and uh, that is where you know we have all sorts of people that have built uh, apps, or you know they may be uh, you know fully fleshed apps, uh, they may be you know a simple utility, uh, but people have uploaded those to share uh, as an update set. And uh, there's a, you know, just a big library of things that people have created. Uh, there's some things that are really useful, um, like, you know, there may be some uh, something that everybody's always asking about on the community. And then one of our community developers decides, um, you know, I'm going to build a utility for this or, hey, I solved this already at my company. I'm going to go ahead and take that code and, and upload it to share so that everybody can benefit from it. Um, so share is also another good place. Uh, if you're looking to get started, uh, you could take a look at, you know, it, it's pretty easy to tell, you know, here's the most downloaded apps. These are the most popular apps on share and, uh, you can download those, uh, pop them in your instance and then look through the code. And, you know, that's, that's also a good way to learn is deconstructing, uh, an app that somebody else has built. And, you know, maybe you want to enhance it or do something like that. 
um, you can uh, you can start with an app on on Share. Any other third party sites you might recommend to help people? Yeah, so there's the um, there's the SNDev Slack community uh, is a big one. It's an independent uh, community of ServiceNow developers. Uh, you can find information at sndevs.com. Uh, but it's a big Slack community. I think there's between seven and 8,000 uh, developers uh, registered on that community right now. Uh, and that's really active. Uh, you know, the ServiceNow community is a great place to get help. Uh, and it's, you know, uh, by and large, it's asynchronous help. It's a regular, you're posting on the ServiceNow community. Um, <clears throat> the SNDev Slack community is a great place to get, you know, live synchronous help. I mean, you know, you post in a channel and somebody follows up and you can have a discussion on there. Um, and so that, that's a really great place to go. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the community and uh, one thing that I, I wanted to talk about a little bit here is uh, being active on the ServiceNow community. So serve community.servicenow.com. Uh, I, a lot of times we'll get questions from people, whether they're new to ServiceNow and kind of want to build their personal brand or they have a lot of experience and they're just not really sure how to get started on the community. Uh, but one thing that uh, I always like to challenge uh, people when I get asked about that is, you know, log into the community every day and try to answer a question. Even if you're new to ServiceNow, if you've been through some of the courses and you've tried to build an app in your instance and you've been through some of the course on the developer site, uh, you have some experience and you can probably at least, you know, try to answer one question a day. Uh, so get on there, try to find one question a day to answer. Then after you've been doing a month, maybe try two questions a day. Um, also, after you've been doing it a month, uh, look back through all the questions you've answered and see if you know any of them are really interesting and then try to write a blog post about it. Um, but you know generally I, I think uh, I think there are statistics to back this up that uh, you know the best way to learn something is to try to teach it. Uh, and so <clears throat> that's the best way that the learning stays with you. Um, so you know trying to get on the community and even if you don't feel qualified, try answering some questions uh, is, is also a good way to learn about what you're answering. Excellent. What about, I know we're in, as we record this, depending on when somebody listens to it, we're in a bit of a shutdown, stay at home, lockdown mode. What about meetups? Yeah. Meetups are also a, uh, a great resource uh, for developers. So we have 60-something meetups all around the world uh, that uh, uh, prior to, um, you know, prior to the, the current uh, COVID um, pandemic, uh, we were, you know, each of those meetups uh, happened up to about once a quarter. Um, so, and that's, you know, all over the world um, where, you know, anywhere there is a, you know, a significant group of ServiceNow developers, we probably have a meetup in that spot. Uh, and you can find a list of meetups uh, on the developer site. Uh, but the meetups are just other developers. Uh, they're usually organized by a developer, uh, not somebody that works at ServiceNow. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, uh, we generally encourage developer topics. Uh, there's not really a lot of, uh, sales and marketing that go, go on at these things. Uh, and the content is really driven by, you know, what do people at that meetup want to see? And that could be demos of things, um, like, uh, you know, maybe an integration hub deep dive or, uh, what's coming in the Paris release will probably be a big topic in, in meetups in the near future. 
Uh, right now, we're doing those virtually. Uh, they're probably not happening quite as often as they were uh, with physical meetups. Uh, you know, I think mainly because of Zoom fatigue uh, <laughs> at this point. Um, but uh, but they're still happening virtually. And the nice thing about virtual meetups is that uh, you can you know you can uh, interface and engage with developers that may not be in your you know physical vicinity. Uh, so you know, if you wanted to do a meetup, uh, you know. Like I can attend our India meetups really easily where that's something that's pretty difficult for me when they're in person. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can really get uh, exposure to, to other, other developers and other locations, you know, jump in and experience the culture and the, the diversity of topics. Some, some teams will talk about, Hey, this is a project I'm working on for work. Let me share what I can give me some tips. Others will go more into, Hey, let's talk about SLAs. Like I didn't think that was a developer topic myself, but if that's what the chapter wants to talk about for that particular meetup, great. You know, it's someone from the team suggested it and they can do a deep dive on that. So it, it's really diverse. We're not controlling anything. We can offer up content like, hey, here's a deck on Paris and if you want to go over the Paris topics. But you're right. This virtual thing is fun because I can jump around without any airline miles and still sleep in my own bed that night. <laughs> That's right. All right. I made a few notes. I'm going to summarize what I can in terms of URLs. I'll try to do this slow in case you're listening and want to write it down. Otherwise, take a note of the time on the podcast and come back later. I've got developer.servicenow.com, which includes the share as, as, a, as a subsection of that. We've got community.servicenow.com. I heard nowlearning.servicenow.com. And just so you're not thinking we're all servicenow.com sites, sndevs.com was the Slack channel. Did I miss right. any major ones? I mean, there's obviously YouTube. <laughs> I think most people can find YouTube. that. YouTube is a big one. Uh, we didn't mention the developer blog uh, that's on the developer site. Oh, right. That's another one you can get to from the developer site. And we uh, post at, at least once a week uh, on all sorts of things. There's some you know, technical deep dives. We're about to get into lots and lots of uh, Paris release content. Mm -hmm. um, so lots, uh, lots of info on the developer blog. And we have you know, different people posting. You know, Chuck posts on it. I post on it. Uh, Andrew, uh, our, our other developer advocate. And then we have lots of uh, guest posts as well. We'll be talking to Andrew soon. What about something else? <laughs> so, so, Brad, where can listeners reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm on uh, Twitter at Brad Tilton. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, whatever the address is, slash Brad Tilton. Uh, and uh, I'm on the community. But if you need to, if you want to message me or anything like that, Twitter or LinkedIn are probably the, the best places for it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Brad. Thanks for having me. And thank you, dear listener, for joining. That's it for this time, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.